Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Good morning. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday, 15th September, nearly through the week already. It's just after 6 o'clock. Appreciate you if you've just tuned in. Big show ahead, but before then, got to say morena to the team up there in Tamaki, Makoto, Auckland. you got Joe in the back room with Neeps and Aroha doing a great job. You're delivering us up-to-date news and the team. Kempi, Eloi, morena. Aatamanaho parata, kei te makariri ki waho i nai te ata. It's freezing outside, bro. It's cold this morning. Let's get that that uh, that wind blowing up from the ranges down where you are. I can see outside. You look like you got a beautiful morning down here. But oh, mate, it's freezing. Thursday's freezing. Um, but happy to be in. But had a real good laugh this morning looking at some footage from yesterday. Um, hopefully, we can talk a little bit about that later on. But yeah, mate, me and Louis sitting here. The boys in the kitchen. We've got. Um, Someone new again in the kitchen. I don't know who that is. No, oh. he looks like he looks like he comes from the like oh the dark 1700s. ages, the dark ages. He looks like Game of Thrones. He looks like he's he wow. fit, he'd fit into a program like Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, okay. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> Medieval McFarlane. Don't, don't know if it's meant that way, but yeah, good to be here. Have you ever been asked, mate, whether you can do movies? No, can't say I have. It's Robbie, by the way. Hi, Robbie. Morning. Yeah. How, how's it going? Yeah, it's Robbie. I just assumed I didn't check the camera. It's Robbie, not Neeps. How you going, Robbie? Yeah, no, not, not too bad. Hey, Robbie, question for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you ever think Kieran's coming back? Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm going it, to... It's the start of the show. It's 6 a.m. Let's, let's, just, let's just go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's get everyone in a good mood. Yeah, uh, he's coming back. Forever the for politician. Sure. Forever yeah. the politician. Yeah. Hey, Rob, love it. Love it, mate. Sit on the fence. It's all good, brother. Great to have you part of the team this morning, Robbie, mate. Sure you do a fantastic job. I'll just go proofread that quiz and see how you got on, eh? Anyway, uh, big show, lads. And yes, it is a beautiful morning here. But when you have a beautiful morning, it's frosty as ever can be. So she is muckerere down here too. Very, very cold. 
But that's alright, we're going to have a bluebird day and uh, rip into it, lads. But today's show, got a nice wee show for you today. We're going to talk some cricket after 7 o'clock. England cricket as England and the Bears and Stokes Partnerships continues the fairy tale start. Beating South Africa 2-1 in their latest series, taking, well, Bears's, um, well task and taking over England to six out of seven tests. Not a bad start for Brendan McCallum. So ESPN Cricket Info Editor Andrew Millen, Miller sorry, will join us after seven to talk about Bears's, wow, Start to his tenure taking over England and just about the latest series. A lot of the old dogs are really stepping up. Chris uh, Silverwood, who was their previous coach, um, left those players out. You've got um, Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson, and wow, they're taking forfeits most, most, tests, most tests innings. So they're doing a stellar job. Looking forward to chatting that. We're going to talk some boxing, lads. Boxing is flying at the moment. AJ Fury announced. Parker Joyce next Sunday and Canelo versus Triple G, the trilogy. Kevin Ioli, Ioli is all things fighting in the US and sat down with the Mexican Canelo yesterday and he will join our show today to talk boxing. So looking forward to that chat. And then last week we spoke to Marcus Daniel on the Thursday, a new part of our show, More Than an Athlete. And Marcus Daniel talked about his higher impact athlete uh, initiative that he has going at the moment and just talking about the things he is doing outside of the tennis court. Well, today we're going to chat to TJ Peranara, who is like Mike Roberts, is on his own journey uh, to finding out who he is and, and his te reo Māori journey. So we're going to have a good chat to TJ. And, and TJ being TJ, there'll be something else that you won't know about him. Coming on the show, he's intriguing, is my good mate. Every single time there's something new that he is doing. So looking forward to chatting to TJ, also representing the, the Wellington Lions. They've got the next Shield Challenge against the Mighty Hawks Bay. I'll uh, be winding them up about that for sure. So a big show, double eight, double three, or 0800 150 811. Would love to hear from you. And there's been a few messages coming through already uh, regarding... The golf yesterday, lads. The golf. Ooh, do I want to talk about it? Unsure. Come on, mate. Let it Unsure. out. Unsure. <laughs> no, no. I had a good day yesterday, lads. Played. Uh, obviously, I was playing with Richie, but then they thought, ah, oh, we'll just chuck Stephen Fleming in there. So it was Richie and Stephen Fleming and uh, little old Izzy Dag. And <laughs> I'm sitting there going, wow, this is interesting. This is interesting. Teeing off. But um, no, it was good chat. It was good chat. Two two really astute minds just talking all things governance and sporting and the IPL coming back to to the boards and and all that carry on. I'm just sitting there trying to play solid golf. But no, it was a really fine day out there at uh, Waitakere Golf Course, and um, I think oh, me and Flem shot 84, so we were even. I think Richie was late 90s. Um, first hit for Richie in about a year's time, so he hasn't played much at all, but he shot late 90s. Mate, he can boom it. I can boom it. I can boom the golf ball, but he was only probably five metres behind me, and he hits a nice wee draw, and I was like, wow, where's this come from, Richie? So he's um, he's a solid golfer, but we didn't get the treats, but had a solid day out and uh, had some great conversations. Probably some conversations I won't he be able to share probably, on here, but that's okay. He probably got it from <laughs> lessons at Millbrook, mate. 
<laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> Mate, honestly, I was actually quite surprised with Rico's uh, his, his his shots. Mate, he had some really good shots. He's not playing off a twenty-four. So when you, because we have a little haggle, you know, you have two like there's three teams of four, and um, so you, you play against the other teams. You put twenty bucks in, and, and the winning team takes away. So we had a twenty-four in the end. He was playing extremely well. When you got a someone with a high handicap, you can get some shots. You can get some really good points. But um, we came second. We just lost. Couldn't believe it. So it didn't go relatively well. But good day out, lads. Good day out. And honestly, they got some banter those two boys. So I really enjoyed it. And what about the nineteenth hole, mate? Do they go in there and and <laughs> knock? You know, like are they are they yeah. Eric Murray or are they just in a different world? Oh, there's only one Eric Murray. There's only one Eric Murray. <laughs> but, yeah, we went into um, into the clubhouse, and we had a nice wee uh, spate there, so it was bloody good, man. Just had, sat down and chewed the fat, and then I messaged uh, Rico afterwards and, and just said, mate, really enjoyed that. If you're ever keen to have a hit, just sing out. And he messaged back and said, yeah, thanks for the invite. I loved it. So um, keen as to get out there and play some more. And I think when you... When you're Richie, like he's he's a busy man. He's got kids, he's got family, and he's got a lot of um, responsibilities and, and jobs that he needs to attend to. Um, I guess when he when he want to get out and, and golf's a way to relax, eh, for mm. him just to really step away and, and take your mind off things and let it ease. So uh, yeah, he's going to come out most Wednesdays and, and join the Wednesday crew and, and have a wee haggle and have a wee hit. So there you go, Mark. A little update. I shot 84, not too great, but enjoyed it. Enjoyed golf with Richie and, and, and Fleming and the crew. Awesome. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen on a golf course, Is Funniest thing I've ever seen? On a, well, the funniest thing nearly happened yesterday. I was turned off, and honestly, I was turned off, and then I was just about to I was swinging for the ball, and then I heard this ball go bang, and just like went straight across the front of my head. And I was like, oh, and I've already hit it. And then next minute, another ball comes from the other angle, Come straight across in front of me, and then another ball, mate. These three balls coming through, and I'm like, "Does anyone yell for here, or are you just gonna stand there and be quiet?" <laughs> mate, oh, people mate. taking pot uh, shots. Funniest thing, I've rode a car. I've rode a cart off. Yeah, that's a, off, that's yeah. one of the funniest one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen, and it and it just happens to be Richie Blackmore because he's got stories for Africa. But we went out and played golf. We used to have this membership up in Leeds up in Leeds when we were playing for Leeds. And uh his the same the same wife that wanted to get out on the boat, I'd get him to tell the boat story, but she wanted to come to golf, you know, like the boys just go and play golf, but she wanted to come and sit in the cart in her big big fluffy, you know, mm. um coat that she wears and the high heels and stuff like that. And we're cruising down I think it was the second hole, it's sort of a dog left bend, you know, like, and um, I head off and I'm down the I'm down the middle of the fairway and he's got the cart, I'm walking, he's got the cart with a wife in it, and he comes flying along, he comes flying past me, but it's on a slope, so he has to turn left, but it's he's sort of the right wheels are down, sloping down the hill, and they go past me talking to each other. And all of a sudden, he just pulls the cart to the left, and she's not holding anything, and she goes rolling out of the cart, mate, down the hill. <laughs> she she just flops out of it right in front of me, and does this like commando roll down the hill in the high heels and the and the long fox skin <laughs> coat. 
<laughs> it's a goodie. Kiki. Oh, mate. Richie had no idea, mate. I just, I walked past him. I was picked her up. I said, Oh, hey, Judith. And I picked her up and said, You're okay. And dusted her off. And she's like, Hairs everywhere. Dusted off. And I look back at Richie. He's got no idea, mate. He's just giggling away. <laughs> Okay. I said, mate, got to tell him to hold something when you're turning that thing. But yeah, the cart, the carts are the carts are the ones I've seen so many funny things when bikes get in those carts. I wonder how oh, many of those, those carts. I wonder how many of those over the years have been written off. Heaps. There'd be plenty. Like, there'd be absolutely. Plenty. You've you've made the memory come back. I've t- I think I told the story. Bell McEwen, uh, years ago when I was playing for the Landers, took Daisy there and really steep. Uh, course and going down on the frost and she's in the cart. <laughs> this is sad for me anyway. She's in the cart and I'm going down this thing and it gets a little bit slippery so I jam- just tap the brakes you know where we start spinning in 360s I jump out. <laughs> she stays in. I jump out she stays in she's just going down the hill going wee, wee, wee. I'm like you should have jumped out. She's just like what a what a bloke. What a bloke. Save just me. jumped out and just left her in there. Double eight, double three. You must have some good golf stories. There are plenty, and there's got to be a cart involved or a shank, whatever. Love to hear from you, man, because there wasn't any shanks yesterday, but uh, there was some some good banter. But keep the messages coming through. Louis, yeah. we nearly got our Wednesday fill-up, my friend. Oh, Three out of four. Three out of four, yeah, we were close, <sighs> and I just can't believe I just didn't have it and all up just both of the, or in any three, but it just, I can't believe I just didn't put the two at Rickerton together. Bella the ball and illicit miss. Because those Tiako runners down there in the South Island are dead set flying at the moment, and it's not always yeah, easy. Fill up. Yeah, it's not always easy when they send teams, they split the teams up. They have those satellite stables, so their base mm. is their matter matter operation. But they've got a good number of, and they always do have horses down there at Rickerton heading into the Guineas and Cup Week. And it doesn't always work out that the teams are firing, but they've got a good young staff member, Hunter Durant, down there. And and he's obviously doing a hell of a job because the team is on fire. And actually, there's uh, there's a couple of options on Saturday to climb back in and back them. And I think there is a good bet. And it's Burgundy Rose in race number five. It's short enough. Would have liked something like $3.50, $2.80, barrier 11 down the chute at Rickerton. I'm not too worried about the draw because Opie Bosson jumps on. He'll just be able to posse up. And it goes up three kilograms at one, two and a half lengths, pretty untested two weeks ago. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, so it goes up three kgs, but the field's very similar. It gets extra 200 metres. I just think it'll be too good. So Burgundy Rose is my first bet for the weekend. Race five. Getting two dollars eighty, which is yeah, it's skinny enough, but yeah, the Tiako team is flying down there. Victoria Rock really disappointing at a Sandown Hills, I think it was yesterday. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing. The ex Kiwi, but well, lucky, yeah, lucky you ducked that. It <laughs> was <a laughs> lucky. I said, like I said, oh, I'll wait till the weekend. Because <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, thinking about it. Yeah, no, it was an ugly watch as well. Just never comfortable. Hung like a cheap suit around the bend. So. Um, but yeah, no, good good Wednesday of racing and the odds are out for this weekend. Kimpy, your horse has been sold. Yeah, <laughs> so I get it this morning as Louis goes, mate, have you sold your horse? And I'm like, yeah, he, go, he goes, you know how Alan doesn't really talk to you that much? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, probably has. He probably has sold it. He goes, well, whose colours are these? And he shows me the colours and I'm like, mate, i got no idea. I said, i got no idea. Why don't we call him? So ring Al. So we're talking to Al at 5.30 this morning because he's up, you know, he's half a day gone by the time we call him at half past five. And I said, mate, 
you got some news for me? And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, what, have we sold the horse? And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, it's interprovincials, mate. We're racing for Taranaki, so the yellow and black. So just ask me, he's in the interprovincial race uh, this Saturday, oh. and he's got the yellow and black on. I went, oh, he goes, mate, you just give me, you just scared me. Then you, you, I thought, you know, you're going to ask me if I'm getting married or something like that. Actually, I think he is going to make an announcement. Al Sharon, what? I think he's going to get married. Well, the Sheikh's going to give up his fortune. I think he's. I think he is. I think he's got hey? an announcement. We might actually try and get him on air. Who's the poor lady? Oh, Emma, mate. Oh, she's, she's lovely. She's a star. She's a star. <laughs> super, super, superstar, superstar. Don't know how she can how she can put up with it. But Wait, are you breaking news right now? Because he won't be happy. He'll be that. listening to <laughs> Al. That's his moment, and you've ruined it. <laughs> oh dear, is it too late to dump? Uh, yes, it is. This is the answer. Yes, yeah, so just asked me. He's racing in the Taranaki, the Bumblebee Yellow and Black Stripes um, this weekend. So uh, that's great. And the he's a chance. He's a chances. Yeah, he's, he's a definite chance. He's up against um, Prestefurs in that race too, isn't he? Ah, uh, no, Prestefurs didn't. They've taken him out. They've taken him out. Um, yeah, it's just the same thing. Same thing all winter long. Fifty nine kgs with the claimer. Like it's just. No. He's just. He's got... always carrying a load, eh? Like what? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. I know what? what he, I know what it feels like. <laughs> it's just hard when you get up in the ratings like this and those wet tracks. There's not too many wait for age races. <laughs> um. So yeah, Aracena's in the same race, and he said it's a chance. Good horse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a bet though. There is a bet. It's skinny. Race number three, Fleming. Remember what Fleming did last time? Absolutely yeah. brained them. That's your bet. Um, but it's very short, so you know maybe find something to multi it in. If you're like me, you've multied Burgundy Rose and Fleming already. You're getting, uh, or what What odds are those? About $4 something. Um, so I've taken Fleming into Burgundy Rose a place, and I've taken Fleming into Burgundy Rose a win, like an each-way two-leg multi-bet. So maybe have a little bit of that if you're interested. 21 minutes past 6 o'clock this morning. Can't wait question of the day. Keep your messages coming in with your great golf cart stories. Who's ridden off a golf cart? We won't tell Lee Thinnis if it was his. He's on the good oil this weekend, by the way. He'll have some great golf Lethal. cart stories. 100%. Because that's what they do. As a side hustle, him and Jess, at least got these golf carts they rent out to festivals and stuff. <laughs> so he'll have some great... He'll have some, actually, a yeah, side hustle. It's probably his full-time gig at the moment. Um, that And pundit racing, punditry. Can't wait to have Leith on this weekend. But can't wait question of the day. Nice and simple. I can't believe it's taken us 21 minutes to talk about this. It's a test match day. Mm. The All Blacks play today. Oh, Work so that weird. out. So weird. What's the <laughs> score? 0800 150 Eight eleven. We got a fifty dollar bonus bet spare from when Joe butchered the quiz two days ago. Closest to the score gets it tomorrow. We're taking a sweepstake, a good old fashioned sweepstake. What is the score in the All Blacks Wallabies first bled tonight? Closest to the pin. LIV golf style, eh? <laughs> very, very good. Come through here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Joe, you're gonna have to play the ads. Good old-fashioned sweepstake, closest to the pin, score prediction, bled one. Izzy, yours? 30-15. Gun, 30-15, so 13 plus. To who? There you go. To the All Blacks. Oh, yeah, right. You think who? 
Fifteen's a fifteen's <laughs> a common number coming through. Mm. What about you, Kimpy? Forty fifteen to the All Blacks. Mm. Wow. Mate, I had a look at the I had a look at the Aussie team. Bernard Foley at five eight just doesn't do it for me, so there's only one two two games out of fifteen playing ten for the Wallabies. They've got a ton of injuries, honestly. I, I think it's gonna be tough for them. Alrighty. If they had a fully strength team, I think it'd be closer, but mm. what about the passionate Melbourne Australian crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah Hundy, they're this year thinking it's AFL. It'll get them it'll get them it'll get them a fair way into the game, but I don't think it'll stop the black machine. I reckon Geordie Barrett comes back without an all black Scott New Zealand rugby contract. They see him take a couple of highballs and a couple of punts and, and Geelong signs him up for the finals. And so and so Apparently he was close. That's Apparently the, he was close, eh? The other rumors? Tony, you're in Auckland. What's the score? Um, well, I was going to go Australia. Uh, but you guys <laughs> thought that they've got a whole lot of injuries. You sort of swung me around a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go 25-21. 25-21 to Australia. Yeah, wow. Tony. Matt, Tony, eh? <laughs> Matt and Blenheim, the mainland, surely they're not turning their backs. You're not supporting the Warriors, Tony. Come on. How you going, lads? Good, Matty. Yourself? <laughs> hey, Matt. I'm cold at the moment. I'm uh, I'm driving around uh, a vineyard trying to keep the vines from freezing at the moment. It's minus two degrees here. Oh. But, um, <laughs> and, and with uh, unpopular opinion, I'm going to back Australia as well. Um <laughs> Ooh. I just, um, I think there's there's way too much confidence around the All Blacks at the moment. I, I mean, as they proved in Alice Park, that one good performance doesn't necessarily mean they're going to perform next week. And uh, just because they beat Argentina in the wet, um, which obviously favoured us, I'm still not convinced that they're, they're that hot favourites at the TV have got Australia at 380. I think that's good buying too. But um, I'm going to go in a close one. Uh, Australia 25, the All Blacks 24. There we go, Matt. I can understand that, Louis. I can appreciate your call, Matt. I can understand that because he's dead right. There hasn't been consistency um, with the All Blacks. So you can understand people's, you know, having their doubts. And, yeah, fair shout. Fair shout from Matt. Love that call. Appreciate you, Matt. And good doing God's work keeping the uh, vines from freezing over because without those... Our life is boring. She is frosty. Half past six. Brenton, Tristan, Tim, and all of your texts after Aroha with the News for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SCNZ, 28 away from 7am this morning. Yes, the morning of Queen Elizabeth II still going on. Still got all the news reporters in there black. I don't know how long that goes on for, but we're approaching a week tomorrow since a very strange Friday show it was for us. Now... Champions League football is going on. Meanwhile, the Premier League is suspended. Milan, they are leading Dynamo Zagreb 3-1. Shakhtar Donisek at 1-0 with Celtic at the end of their games. Now, after seven, Chelsea and RB Salzburg, Man City, Dortmund, PSG, Makiba, Halifa, wow, there's some interesting names in the Champions League this year, which I'm probably butchering. Uh, Real Madrid and RB Leipzig, they are at 7am as well. So we'll keep our eyes across those. It is a midweek test. And what motivates the All Blacks at the moment? 
knowing that their form has been historically bad. Fact. And the Bledisloe is on the line and probably up for grabs for more than it has been in close to two decades. Fact. Winning and losing the both uh, sort of sh- strong motivators but in, in, in different ways. Um, yeah, there's a, a fear of losing it. Um, there's the pressure, but yeah, you look at that in a, in a positive spin too, man. Like that's that's a, something that motivates us to make sure it's not on our watch. There you go. Losing a huge motivating factor. Is he, do you understand that? Yeah, for sure, mate. You don't want to be the first uh, team or, or captain team in a long time to... Pass over, hand over that coveted Bledisloe Cup. But hey, mate, they've, they've got to go out there and there's a lot of work to be done before they can even think about that. So knowing them and what, what Gilbert and Noka is able to do and, and, and get behind the scenes, they won't be looking too far ahead of themselves. But um, mate, it's going to be a cracker. It's going to be a cracker tonight, Thursday night rugby. I can't believe it. A late night, going to put a nice little, little uh, short rib on later on the Sabo and uh, light the fire and, and and maybe delve into a bit of wine. Might have to. Uh, or should I ask Matt from Blenheim what 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 grapes he's bloody what wine saving. he's looking after? Yeah. Here we go. Hey. What's he saving? Matt, text us, double eight, double three. What are you looking after? And uh, as you might dip in. At Bunnings Trade, helping <laughs> business is our trade. There's some sport headlines with Bunnings because helping business is their trade. Right, back to the phone lines. We go. Tim, what do you think? Oh, mate, I think um, with the Aussies struggling, like rolling out Bernard Foley, we might as well give even another hoon, you know, like it's uh, back to the future for them but um, also with Guzzler back in the pack um, and the, you know the massive improvements that we saw last time out uh, as well as you know our full pack going from strength to, to strength I just think we're going to roll them I think it's going to be 46-8 46-8 from Timmy he's going big he's going big Timmy appreciate that call would have been great if um, Taliyah Tupo and Samasoni Tokiaho actually combined Collided out on that park. Oof, what an impact that would have been. Brenton from Auckland. Morning, Brenton. What do you got for us, mate? Morning, mate. I think uh, it'll be a bit closer than that, but not. still the All Blacks are going to roll the Americans. 31 to 19, then. 31 to 19, Brenton. A little bit of closer from him up in Auckland. Okay, appreciate your call. Tristan from Canterbury. Morning, Chris- Tristan. So here you go. Um, there's a lot of nervous Good people thinking. around thinking about the Wallabies, and that, but nah, there's, there's no chance the Australians are going to win. Like they've, they've got too many injuries. It's not their strongest team. I'm picking we win 38-12. 38-12. Tristan, before we let you go, what do you, what would you like to see? What is the one thing you are looking for the All Blacks to really? Uh, do well tonight when you see them run out. What's a, what one part of the game you want to see them do well? Well, the main thing I want to see, I just want to see them carry on from the good work they had against Argentina. I just want to see us rumble them up front, mm. destroy them in the scrum, uh, pretty much dominate in the line outs. Just the set, just the set piece. I just want us to pretty much dominate in all areas there. Beautiful, Tristan. The foundations that allow our exciting backs to do what they do. Appreciate your call, mate. Double eight, double three. Keep the Texas coming through. There's a few here. Andre, 32-12. ABs for the win. Cheers, Dre. And then you've got from Brett, 42-19. Up the ABs. Brett from Huntley. You've got Mark, 30-13. ABs. So a lot of ABs supporters here. 
but a few for the Australians. Forty-two fifteen from the for the ABs from Ed from Tolaga. ABs twenty-seven eighteen. Paddy Tauranga. Trav thirty-seven twenty. ABs. And then Tim forty-six eight. He is confident. Wallabies are struggling with injuries, and the Guzzler. The Guzzler is back, Kempe, and when the Guzzler and you've got a Coles on the bench, you'd be pretty happy with the mongrel that's going to be put out on the park. Yeah, I look, I like Scotty Barrett at six two. I think the size and the mm. and the uh, the young front row needs to dominate set piece, dead right, dead right set piece, foundation, front foot. Bash Shane yesterday, front foot, front foot ball, and Richard Moonga and the boys carve up in the back. So I don't think Aussie has the team to actually compete in this one with all the changes. Do, do you know, uh, like for you, who is your who is the most influential player on the park currently for the All Blacks? Currently, currently, currently. Uh, the, the the hooker, excluding Savia or with Savia. Excluding, excluding, like today, yeah, okay. yeah. With yeah, Savi, yeah. like Savi is I, always going to be there. About I'm with Kempi, yeah, I'm yeah. with Kempi. Samasoni Tokiaho is mate. so good, man. How good is he? Like you, I was watching, he's he's obviously very good ball in hand, but his work around the the line out, he's got a really nice throw on him. He always nine nine times out of ten, he'll hit the mark, hit the hit his spot. But it's his work around the park, man. He is a bulldozer. He is an athlete, and he is so so strong. So he, for me, he it's looks him. like he's really yeah. enjoying his work. That's you know when you watch him play, he just wants the ball in hand. He just wants to get in there and get dirty, and everything's. I think everything he does is quality. So I think at the moment he's along with Savi. If Savi is playing, they're the two most influential players. Who is it for you? Double yeah. eight, double three, even better. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Give us your score prediction and for a little bit of um, bonus credit, kudos with your former New Zealand internationals, Izzy and Kempe. Send your most influential All Black. Who is it? And is it Will Jordan? Because when Will Jordan touches the ball, good things happen. He needs to score a try though, Louis. Ah, he's been a bit dry lately. Come Cam, on, Will. Cam Waters is Get coming in. Taranaki boy. <laughs> Raiders by 10. Never mind the rugby chairs, fellas. <laughs> hey, good morning, Cam. Good to hear from you, brother. Cam, yeah, I get it, mate. I get it. Massive weekend of NRL. Tomorrow, Kim P will be going. Well, we could do it today as well. We're going to talk a lot of NRL. Um, yeah, do, sure. do a die for a lot of the teams. Dave Karaka says, AB's 35, Oz 15, Charlie Wallaby's 17, All Blacks 32. Done that backwards, Charlie. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, Paul and Harwood are 24-12 to the ABs. And Josh in Auckland says, Moonga man of the match, most influential. ABs 37-18. Lads, I'm going to zag. You zig, I'll zag. Everybody's zigging, I'll zag. I'm with you, Tony. I'm with you, Matt. I don't care about the opposition. Until the All Blacks prove to me that they themselves can string two good games together, I don't know why you'd pick them. Let alone away. <laughs> Seriously, what have the All Blacks done to show that they can win two games in a row over the last six months? I know well, nothing, Jace, Ryan, Jace Ryan and Joe <laughs> Schmidt are in there, but and do we give? And that's the only thing for me. Have they had enough time to completely change the attitude and the we'll performance of this team? We'll find out, Louis. Wallabies. We'll soon find out. You going Wallabies? Twenty-seven. <laughs> All Blacks. Twenty-two. Wallabies get up by an unconverted try. Well, I hope it's like you're punting. 
<laughs> Should I back them? <laughs> yeah, hopefully the multi fools on the last leg. Uh, 18 away from 7. 0800 Give us a call back. Come play the quiz. we got $50 bonus bet here. $50 bonus bet there. It's an Oprah Winfrey Thursday morning here on ECNZ. 0800 This is how you do it. Quizzy that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that complain. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs. TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise. If you're wrong, and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that complain. Quizzy that come play it 0800 150 811 Now give us a call Alright, give us a call and we're going to go straight to the encyclopedia of all things sport to lead us away Zaid, good morning Zaid Good morning. I got my boys Chelsea on soon under the new manager Graham Potter, so I'm um, looking forward to that this morning. But um, looking forward to that, he is too because he's yeah. getting paid. Oh, I saw his paycheck. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Anyway, and good luck, my friend. On tonight. So, yeah. What do you reckon? Score? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of touring like. I'm looking at a TAB tonight. All Blacks maybe one to twelve, but then if they get it together, then I don't know. But Probably, I don't know, maybe All, all Blacks, blacks by, by 10. By 10? All right, mate. All Blacks by 10 yeah. for Zay. There we go. Appreciate it. Question number one, Zay. What team scored the most points in the opening round of the NFL, beating the Arizona Cardinals? 44-21. Oh, that was the, um, uh, was it the Chiefs? It was against City Chiefs. Patty Mahomes throwing five TDs. How good was that? Anyway, question number two. The only two unbeaten sides in the English Premier League are Manchester City and who else? Arsenal. No. Arsenal no. lost to my very own what Manchester United. There's none. There is none. There's none. Are you sure? They are you sure? Back chat. March of are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Has Man City... I'm sure Man City hasn't... Oh, okay, maybe they have a loss. <laughs> <laughs> Zade, <laughs> you go back and have a little look, see, okay, my Love friend? Have a good day, Zade. brother. Appreciate it. We're going to go to Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Morena, boys, how are we? Morena. Very good. Very, very good. The only two unbeaten sides in the English Premier League are Manchester City and who else? Try Liverpool, eh? Cole. Nah. You've gone for the two tops, but they're useless. They lost to my team, too. Yelash, go. Unlucky, (laughs) no. Sorry, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go to Mark from Tauranga. Marky Mark. He would have just been in the gym. He would have just been out there. How are you, Hulk? Good. I'm bloody good, boys. I don't know why you're whinging about Kempi. It's not that cold north today. He could have to me. Mate, bring up some of those singlets, will you? <laughs> here we go, here we go, Marky. 
Two unbeaten sides, Manchester City and who else? I think it's Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspurs, hey. correct. Question number three, which two countries do the Black Caps play in the upcoming Tri-Series back here in NZ? Uh, I think I know one of them, but I... Is West Indies one of them? And I might need a clue on the other one. You're gone, Mark. Right, it's okay. not West Indies. Sorry, yeah. brother. Have a good day. Go Simon from Auckland. Morning, site. There you going? Good, thank you. Two countries that the Black Caps play in the upcoming Tri-Series back here in NZ. Um, is it the Pakistan and Bangladesh? Pakistan and Bangladesh is correct. Question number four, starting this Saturday. Who do the Silver Ferns play in a three-match series? And, um, is it Jamaica? <clears throat> Hey, Jamaica is correct. Question number five. Carlos Alcaraz has become the youngest world number one at 19 years of age. Who was previously the youngest at age 20? Can I get a clue on that one? Oh, someone knew it. Five, four. <laughs> Someone knew it. Leighton knew it. You knew it. Yeah, good. Well done, Si. There's a TAB bonus bet. Hey, Simon, are you, are you Simon H who said New Zealand 33-24, or do you want to have a guess to go back-to-back for some bonus bets? Yeah, it was me, mate. Yeah, what was that? Have a what? Guess. Well, no, that's right. Yeah, it was you, 33-24. So you reckon the All Blacks are uh, at least a converted try. Yeah, I think there might be a few points because I'm under the roof, eh, hey, over there. So, I don't know. Could yeah. be wrong, but, yeah, I've got them by about nine, nine or ten or so. Yeah. Good stuff. Well done, Sike. Beautiful, mate. Good stuff. Great clue, Kempe. Very sharp work. There's some good ticks here in double eight, double three for our sweepstake, including this one. Is Louis picking Aussie? Slap him for me, horse. Okay, well, horse. There you go, horse to do it. Can I at least get Joe to slap me, not Kempe? <laughs> <laughs> He'll put, he put his hoof through my head <laughs> Seven away from seven There's another good one from Steve-O Kempe, don't get too cocky Coming back for you after this Nearly 7am, uh, Izzy's doing a bit of DIY on the fly At his place, so it looks like his chair's broken Kempe, do you want to read this text from Steve-O? Steve-O, at the Into the microphone, mate Oh, sorry, yep, sorry <laughs> <laughs> More good morning, lads, because Kempi has cursed them saying, don't like Australia this and don't like that. The black machine cannot be stopped. Games cursed before balls even kicked to be worth the cheeky 10 on Australia. 12 and under, just on that. Have a good one, Steve-O. Oh. Yeah, Steve-O. Is Steve-O like, is that Mark? Like, No, Mark, same phone number? Steve-O McIver? Maybe. Steve-O? That's Stephen. Uh, AB's 38-13, Troy T. Thank you, Troy. AB's to win 29-8, Damon. Morning. Dave Rennie, Melbourne, wounded Aussies at home and no chance at Eden Park. Are you kidding me? Aussie 28-21 says PJ. And speaking of Dave Rennie, we got him on the show, is he? He's coming, he's coming in live. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to hear the theme coming out of Melbourne. Can they inspire? Can they find that Hulk and head to the Marvel Stadium and get it done? We'll hear from Dave Rennie, a.k.a. Tony Kemp.
at around 7.20ish this morning. But before then, we're going to talk some cricket with Andrew Miller, editor for Crick Info. We're going to talk about England's success as of late. But before then, let's hear from Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Thursday, the 15th of September, it's just after 7 o'clock. Messages are flooding through in the Temper Bedpost text machine. Double eight, double three. Ryan, well, Ryan, he won our little competition courtesy of Willamette Travel. He's heading to the Gold Coast and he comes on and goes, Passport's here, let's go to the GC boys. All Blacks win 31-12. Well, Ryan, if I remember right, you taking the wife, aren't you? So are you saying we should go and get our own tickets? <laughs> come on, Ryan. Come on, Ryan. We can't come, mate. You already got your seats taken. But it's all right, mate. We'll, uh, we'll have to have a wee chat to Kempi. Be a hell of an event to go to. Gold Coast is a beautiful city to travel to. Over in Australia, get some rays and wow, some theme parks and Sunshine Coast, Burley Pavilion, Surfers Paradise. See Reese Walsh good over there. Surf, good surf, good surfing, bit of everything over in the in the Gold Coast. One of the special places. And well, go watch the V8 Supercars if you love events. I've heard that one's an absolute doozy, doozy. So well done, Ryan. Hopefully, uh, you you enjoy your your time over there. And you might see us there. You never know. Anyway, come up. We're going to talk some boxing shortly with Kevin Iorley. And we're going to talk about this Canelo, the Triple G trilogy, and then after eight, we're going to talk to TJ Pedernada. There's a few messages on the text machine to get through, but before then, we're going to talk some cricket as the weather warms up and the Lambs take their first steps down here. The days get shorter and long English summer draws to a close up there. A summer, they're labelling the summer of bears. Okay, we might have just made that up, but it's probably not too far off considering the remarkable test summer England's men's cricket team have chalked up coming off a run of dire results. Alongside Ben Stokes, Bears has ushered in a new era in English cricket and one year out from an Ashes series, there's nothing more they'd love to keep then the Bears ball rolling. UK editor of ESPN Cricket Info, Andrew Miller, has been our cricket brain on the ground in the UK for a long time now. He remembers the days when Bears was just a humble breakfast radio host. Yes, I sure do too as well, Andrew. And he's with us now. Evening to you, Andrew. Good evening. How are we doing over there? Ah, We're doing well, mate. Firstly, obviously uh, a big week over in the UK, how's the morning going for, for Queen Elizabeth? Not much else London would come to a standstill for. Yeah, yeah, it's been a rather surreal week. I mean, not least the, the Test match. I mean, the fact that went on at all was, was incredible. And, uh, and that the, the, the scenes of that first morning with the national anthems and God Save the King and all the rest of it, it was uh, absolutely, absolutely spellbinding, to be perfectly honest. And, and then the cricket. I mean, the cricket was just chaotic, uh, like it's been all summer. Mm. So, um, no, it's been, it's, it's been absolutely bewildering. But, um, yeah, on, on so many levels. But the cricket has, yeah, has blown, blown my mind all summer. It's been brilliant. Andrew, tracing it back, you founded the Basball Sane, you know, something you were very proud of after obliterating us in the Test Series early on in the summer. How about now? Are you still proud of Basball? <laughs> I've, I've created a bit of a monster there, haven't I? Yeah. Um, no, yeah, Basball. Well, basically, I, I, yes, I, I must admit 
it is my fault that Basball is, is a phrase at all. But uh, just to go back to the origins, I can't remember how much I talked about it when last time I was on, but basically I, I just I, it came up with it because it was a prediction, essentially. It's like having seen what Baz could do, um, you know, when he was captain of New Zealand and what he already did to England's white ball team with the way that he re-energised them with his friendship with Owen Morgan. I kind of figured, well, there's no way they're going to appoint this, this bloke and, and not tear things up. And so it's almost it's almost like algebra. It's like what what is basball? Basball is x. X is an x is an unknown quantity. Let, let's do let's do a few equations and work it out. What what is x? X is is liberation after losing too many games. It's a it's a it's getting rid of the fear of failure. It's it's uh, enjoying the game uh, fundamentally after the pandemic. I think that's a big part of it. Uh, and just not caring about losing, which is such a refreshing way to go into into such a you know the pomp and ceremony of test cricket can get a bit overwhelming at times and you know players can freeze when they when they miss when they're fearing about doing the wrong thing but suddenly you've got guys like joe root ramping sixes over over the slips and, and ollie pope trying to trying to follow suit with the winning runs and hitting it up into his face and everyone falling around laughing it's uh, it's been it's been liberating this summer to be perfectly honest it, it's taken a lot of the a lot of the heat out of test cricket and and in so doing actually made it more interesting so I get a sense that the, the UK pundits, the cricket fans, are loving this little period that England cricket are enduring. Six out of seven tests, you've won. Like, you know, there's always been a result uh, on the table. They haven't gone for the, the boring old draw, and don't worry, don't get me wrong, draws are all part of test cricket, but you either go out, you swing for the hill, swing for the rafters, or you go out uh, trying, mate. And, and how have the UK pundits... Um, taken to this, like, and 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 Baz is so humble. I'm reading he just doesn't like to take any of the credit, but a lot of the credit has to go to him because you've always had the talent. Like all the talent have been there, but they haven't been able to unshackle themselves. Yeah, totally. I mean, what what he's what he's done, he he's just stripped away the ceremony. I mean, some of the things he's done, like his first meeting with the team was basically a meeting to say, right, we're not having any meetings, <laughs> and, that, and the team just looked at each other, what? And 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 all he does is, you know, he arranges if he's got a player to talk to. Zach Crawley, for instance, has been 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 in in a, in a bit of a bit of a trough, but you know, him and him and Stokes and Crawley. Had a, had a had a three ball uh, on the golf course and put the world to rights by by playing golf and uh, Johnny Bairstow got out uh, with a with a bad shot I think in one of the tests more recently and you know he went to his laptop like he used to do and analysed what he'd done wrong Baz just came up slammed the laptop shot said come here mate sit down next to me don't talk about cricket at all you know th- th- these are things he's doing just to, just a, just the soft power that he's got in that dressing room to take away the nonsense that. That you know can get it, cricket can get a bit hidebound. You know these guys are on the road twenty four seven, trying to win Test matches for for their country. And Baz has come in and say, yeah, it doesn't matter if you lose, just just as long as you're doing the right things. Um, and they're loving it. Andrew, how much credit is Christchurch's Ben Stokes getting for his captaincy? A lot, uh, yeah, a huge amount. I mean, what what he's done, I think, is he has taken the message of Basball or whatever you want to call it. And taking it out of the field and is is running with it because again and this is this is where why why I was fairly confident this was going to work as a partnership was obviously way back in the 2015 Test match when Baz was captain at Lords and um, you know he was playing this brand of cricket where you keep attacking and you don't care about losing just keep going for the win created an absolutely sensational Test match but the one guy who really caught the bug in that Test was Ben Stokes he scored the fastest hundred ever seen. In in a in a test at Lords, 
he then went and broke the game wide open on the final day by bowling Baz himself for a first ball duck. Uh, and, you know, it was obvious that these two had a connection that was going to go beyond just, just the peripheral. And so, yeah, he's, he has loved having a guy in his corner who is, is willing to attack and willing to take chances. But his captaincy out in the middle has been, has been amazing. I mean, the, the first morning of the Lord's Test uh, against New Zealand, first morning of Bansball, essentially, um, half an hour into the game, I think two or three wickets have fallen. And suddenly you look down and Jimmy Anderson's got six slips. Six slips in the first half hour of a test series in England. I mean, it's oh, just like, it's so what, good. what is this? This it's like it, it took me back. It took me back to that Wellington route that you gave us in in the World Cup. You know, the, the, in the Cape Team, when 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 Baz just went went for the juggler in exactly the same way. It's it, it, it's it's been spellbinding. Yeah, put the pressure on them, mate. Get surround them and start heckling. That's what they're doing over there. Hey, quickly, just just on the on the bowling attack, mate. I think you've got Ollie Robinson, who's who's bowling extremely well. But the other side, you got the old pundits that have been there for a very long time. You got Jimmy Anderson, and you got Stuart, Stuart Broad. Like they have reinvented themselves, mate. And you, you look too far away before Bears joined uh, the coaching rounds. They weren't getting those opportunities. They kind of f- fell out of favour. Now they're back in there and they're bowling extremely well. So that side of things, you got the old guys really stepping up. Yeah, we certainly do. I mean, I mean, they have really benefited from this attacking ethos because a lot of what those two have done over the years is just go with the flow of whatever the prevailing mood in the in English cricket was. And a lot of the time it was it was very defensive, especially overseas. It's like, you know, pull their legs back, don't get driven, uh, go for one or two runs and over, try to kill people by by uh, you know, dripping tap method, which both of them are very good at. But actually, you know, they're the two leading steam bowlers in of all time now that Glen Graz has been overtaken by by Broad. And that goes to show they take wickets. And so what this has done is it you know, trusting the fact that they are going to land the ball in the right place and trusting the fact that if they get the edge, there will be a six slip in place to take it or there will be a, a short cover or, or funky, ridiculous mid-ons that are almost under the batsman's nose. It, you know, ben, ben Stokes has really backed up his senior guys with the fields that will get them more wickets. And they've responded 29 wickets and 27 in, in a stellar summer for both of them. And, and Jimmy's 40. I mean, it, it, it beggars belief, but <laughs> both, of them, uh, both of them have said they are loving it more now. They feel younger and more energised by the mood in the camp than they, they have done for 10 years. So they carry, they carry that energy? Do they beat the Aussies? You know what? I've been wondering this. Now, it's, I, think, I, think, I think they've got a really good chance because, well, certainly at home, you know, Australia haven't beaten England at home since 2001. Um, you know, they drew 2-2 last time, but England, England haven't lost the Ashes on home soil in a long time. So I reckon they're, they're a good shout for that. Further down the line, though, is can this basketball win in Australia? Now, that's a bigger, bigger fish to fry. Obviously, we know they go down there and lose 5-0 every time. But what, what Brendan McCollum's tactics are doing here is basically saying, you know what, if I don't mind losing and I, I'm, I'm willing to gamble losing in order to create the chance to win, the chances are that England are going to steal one or two games against the head just by being aggressive. They'll probably lose two or three as well. So it probably comes down to a, a toss-up in, in, in the fifth test. You know, win one, win two, lose two, who's going to win the third one? It might fail, but I don't think it'll be a failure of a, of a tactic. As, uh, in terms of how to win overseas, and you know, not just not just in Australia, but India as well. I don't see how this is a bad way to go about it. 
I mean, you know, look at look at how they almost cocked it up in the in the Oval Test, just gone. You know, the first two innings lasted thirty six point two overs, which is ridiculous. But England scored one hundred and fifty one runs at that time. South Africa scored one hundred and eighteen. So. You know, basically, England's policy is, you know, we're never going to lose wickets. We know we can't bat very well, but we can bat quickly. And if we if we bat as quickly as we can while the wickets are falling, we're going to get good runs on the board. And, you know, that's a really interesting and refreshing way to, to look at a long-standing problem for England because, you know, previously they'd go and die in a hole, uh, get bowled out for 50 overs, but they'd only have 110 on the board. So what use is that? You'd like to think, Andrew, as well, that with being only the Red Bull uh, men's coach, hopefully there's a bit of longevity in this and his message isn't going to get tiresome fast and it kind of it extends it a little bit. Um, just completely away from that, I like to think that you've already had this conversation in your household. If Baz was a gin, what gin would he be? Oh, no, man, there's, there's a good one. He'd probably, he'd probably be something... Um, what, a fruity, fruity <laughs> gins are banned in this house because because they really aren't gins. He'd have to have lots of juniper in. You know, he is a real deal, but it'd have to be a sort of cutting edge, authentically modern gin. But it has to have lots of juniper because because you know he's he's a he's a proper test cricketer with hundred test caps and a triple century. You know, you, you can't you can't get away from the fact that this guy has been there, done that, and and has and has got a, a massive great distillery to prove it. <laughs> He has for sure. He's uh, we're expecting him to come home shortly, but I think he's got a <clears throat> sorry. I think he's got an Owen Morgan uh, little uh, benefit uh, show coming up. I'm pretty sure. So we'll get yes, back, right. back yeah. to place. Yeah, so that's going to be a big event. All the rock stars will be rolling out the red carpet for Basball. I should think so too. It's, no, it's been quite the talk of the summer. Uh, we appreciate you coming on Andrew Miller talking about the cricket Uh, we're very proud of him and seeing what he's been able to do no doubt the UK pundits cricket fans are enjoying I know Piers Morgan is he can't stop raving about him on Twitter so appreciate it mate thank you so much Andrew great pleasure it's such a good point is he Piers Morgan's Twitter account half Meghan Markle hate half Baz love (laughs) what a strange Venn diagram In things the, things in the, same, in the same breath. Yeah, so things things Piers Morgan tweets about in a Venn diagram, Baz, Mega Markle hate. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> oh, it's so funny watching. Oh, every time he he, he tweets, I just always go have a look and I go look at the articles. He doesn't mind biting back to all the haters too. And it's so good to just sit back and get the popcorn out. But mate, he loves it. He loves it and. Why not? Six out of seven. You know, that they're playing aggressive cricket. None of this. Let's just bat it out and savour a draw. You either win or you lose, mate, in six from seven. Oh, so uh, question, Louis, do you mm. think all the other formats are going to struggle? No. Like, how do you think? They they've, all, they've always been strong in, in the 20, T20 game, the ODI. The Ben Stokes is obviously finishing the ODIs. Um, but do you think they can continue on that I don't. Uh, that form? I don't. I, I, oh, sorry, I do. Well, I do. I really do. Because you look at the trend in English cricket, the 100 T20 competitions, uh, they got the Vitality yeah. Blast. They've got all of these star players playing in the IPL. Be- I, we actually wanted to ask Andrew Miller about Johnny Bairstow, who's out for the T20 World Cup. But then you look at other players they've got across the board, the Sam Billings of the world, um, the Joss Butlers, these innovative T20 white ball strikers. Now, the, the speaking of distilling and, and gin, haha, the 
the culture that Owen Morgan has distilled in that White Bull team, that goes and runs deeper than him being there. This is like, I think this will be like when Baz left the Black Caps, Kane and the crew managed to carry the baton. There are enough of those White Bull players, the Adil Rashids, uh, Mo and Allies, those guys that are staying in there, the Johnny Bearstows that are staying in there um, to be able to keep that culture and keep that winning edge for the White Bull team. I'm not worried. I think the Red Bull, and this is what they knew, they had to get their Red Bull cricket right first. And they've done that through an unconventional way, a full-bodied, deep juniper gin, very strong. <laughs> Baz ball the gin. Should we patent Ooh, it, Kempi? Stay off the gin. Yeah. Baz. Stay off the gin. Stay Yuck, off the gin. gin. I hate gin. <laughs> well, you guys oh, are I emotional, guys. She gets, yeah, she emo- gets emotional. Oh, ways, too mate. emotional, mate. <laughs> too emotional. Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> hey, just quickly, just quickly, on Johnny Bears, though. Man, what a story that is. Like, not so about a year ago, he was struggling, and he was in poor form. And then Baz has gone over, and love hearing that story. Shut his laptop. Don't worry about it. Come over here. Get your mind away from cricket, and just you know, patting him on the back, make him feel good. You know, and, and that's unleashed a quality batsman. Johnny Baz though has been flying since Baz has gone over, and it's been an awesome story to watch. He's a Bellamy. He's a Bellamy of of cricket. You know what I mean? Like he can take those players and make them... How many times has Craig Bellamy done that in Melbourne where he's pulled a player out of nowhere and put him into a Melbourne team and the guy's become an origin player or a, or an international, you know? So, um, Jesus, I'd love to get into Baz's head and just have a chat yeah, to him forget, about where, how, where and how he's done this. Forget Bellamy. I want to hear from Dave Rennie. Ah-ha. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the phone. He's on the phone. I can. I can. I just, I'll, I'll ring him back. I'll ring him back in five eight. Oh, he's winding up. Why is Dave? Why is Dave really walking to that fence over there? Oh, it's because he's going about to come off it. Twenty two minutes past seven. <laughs> that was great, Andrew Miller, ESPN Crick Info UK editor. Go catch up with that if you missed it. You're just tuning in now on Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast. Our podcast channels off the back fence with Dave Rennie after this. with Tony Kemp. Izzy, you wouldn't believe it, but uh, I happened to get my hands on the transcript of Dave Rennie's pep talk to the Australian team tonight. Uh, so for a moment, imagine you were in the change rooms with the Wallabies and Dave Rennie is winding up. Kahiwara, kahiwara. Kahiwara e tēnei tuku. Kahiwara e tērā tuku. Kia tu, kia oho, kia matara. Boys, the time has come tonight where we will deliver the knockout punch our country is looking for. Back in 64, when your fathers were probably still in nappies, the great Cassius Clay defeated a champion by the name of Sonny Liston. And the bookies thought Cassius Clay had next a no-show. Similar to us tonight, ranking Liston the big-time favourite to win that fight. Liston was regarded as the biggest heavyweight of all time, like the All Blacks, he was the most intimidating, daunting heavyweight of his day. But guess what? Now, fellas, they may have won 500 test matches and have three World Cups to their name, but that doesn't mean a thing tonight. Cassius Clay, like us, was thought of this plucky underdog, agile and nippy, but too lightweight for the sheer might of that great sunny list. And tonight, fellas, when you look at your opponent, you will be staring down at Sonny Liston. 
Tonight we'll have Muhammad Ali's razor-sharp reflexes hitting the All Blacks with a flurry of combinations in the third and the final quarters, making sure you deliver our game plan for the full 80 minutes and getting our nation the victory they deserve. We'll inflict the first loss on our home ground for the All Blacks on our way to regaining that Bledisloe Cup. Then we'll take this rematch to New Zealand and knock those All Blacks out on the Garden of Eden and bring that trophy home. Yes, boys, our theme tonight is flute like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Let's knock out those All Blacks like Muhammad Ali. When we need to find that extra 1%, our call will be Ali. You got it? Ali. Believe it? Ali. Now go out there and rip in your dingoes. Ali. 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 Oh. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Jab, 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 jab. Oh, man, Kimpy, you are, you are talented, my friend. Well done. That is so good. So good. Hopefully they don't, but uh, well, so good. <laughs> oh, man. That's got me flying. Now Now I feel like there's a test match tonight. Yeah, bring it now, on. Now just all of a sudden it's hit me. There is a test match tonight, Thursday, and, well, Dave Rennie, can he inspire? We're going to send him that wee clip. How good is that? Well done. Yeah, nice, Kempi. Staffy straight away. Yes, Kempi, up the Wallabies. Oh, Staffy, you can't be saying that, mate. Off the back things. <laughs> with Lifestyle Focus, eliminate moth, mould, and lichen fast with the new powerful spray and go products. Lifestylefocus.co.nz. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with shaping and building New Zealand. SENZ 27 away from 8. Come on, double eight, double three, even better. The Kenardsire phone line 0800 150 811. After hearing what Dave Rennie had written in his transcript to the Wallabies players, do you feel like you've got they've got a better chance now? We're still running a sweepstake. All you gotta do is send through your score prediction. And who's your star player, the most impactful player on the field with your name to double eight double three, or even better, give us a call and you could win a $50 TAB bonus bet. Some headlines with Gull fueling your mission all year round as I have a look at the Champions League scores over in Europe. And Chelsea tied zip with RB Salzburg. 33rd minute through there. So is Man City and Dortmund at the same timeline, as well as RB Leipzig and Real Madrid. PSG chasing Maccabi Haifa in their match at the moment. Uh, we spoke to Andrew Miller at the start of this hour. So the English men's test cricket team has finished their season with six wins out of seven matches. Quite an incredible feat. Baz is on the plane later on tonight, I think, home to New Zealand. Andrew Miller on the podcast channel, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, speaking about what he's been able to do to the players. The pomp and ceremony of Test cricket can get a bit overwhelming at times, and you know players can freeze when they when they miss, when they're fearing about doing the wrong thing. But suddenly you got guys like Joe Root ramping sixes over over the slips, and, and Ollie Pope trying to trying to follow suit with 
the winning runs and hitting it up into his face and everyone falling around laughing. It's uh, it's been it's been liberating this summer, to be perfectly honest. It, it's taken a lot of the lot of the heat out of Test cricket and and in so doing, actually made it more interesting. No Test cricket tonight, but there is Test rugby. Marvel Stadium, Melbourne, Docklands, Melbourne stand up, sold out for the All Blacks. Wallabies, Bledisloe number one. Walla, uh, Waikato last night. After Southland pushed them, I don't know if you guys saw this, the game ended up in absolute hiding, but Southland into the second half were tied, is he? Oh, thank goodness. It blew out <laughs> towards the end. It gave me a little bit of glimmer of hope there, there Louis, because I tried to back Waikato and stop them, but that didn't work. So, yeah, the, the score obviously blew out. But Southland, yeah, they've been... Mate, at the start of the year, they only... They lost their games in the last five minutes. Like Auckland beat them in the last minute. Um, there's a couple of Wellington. They were right in that game. Otago, right in that game. But that just deflated them, eh? So they've been there and thereabouts. I feel like they're just um, kind of given up now. So, oh, difficult season. Northland, Southland. I went Southland and I've stopped them. So pretty sorry about that, Southland fans. <laughs> I think there was a. I think there was a catch up game too. So. Um, what about the guy put 15 grand on so it? So you might have crept ahead, eh? Oh, maybe, maybe poke my nose back out in front. It was that, well, that was you. So you've got 2.23 mm. to play with this weekend. Uh, Straight on, just ask me. Uh, well, Straight on it. You reckon? 1,800. <laughs> you, are the, you are the best, mate. <laughs> I, reckon uh, I reckon he's a chance. He's got to be a chance. I actually thought I had a bet over in Melbourne, uh, so I put it on, and then I, I'm so stupid. I thought it would be a nice hard track over there this weekend at Caulfield, and then I've just checked the weather forecast this morning, and it's pissing down every day, so I've had to email the TAB mm. and say, hey, can I set a cash-out option? <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully they come through with that. Uh, Kimpi Cuz, big game this weekend at FMG Stadium, Waikato versus Akarana Falcons. Mm, yep, the Rugby League uh, national national competition's on. Uh, Waikato being a district and the zone being Akarana. Um, Akarana, obviously the, the reigning champs. So the, and, and the Canterbury team goes really well too, as the Canterbury Rugby mm. League boys. They normally play um, right up there in that competition. So... Still kicking around, national comp. Good set. We should give it some coverage maybe uh, next week sometime. Catch up with what's going on. What's going on this weekend? Speaking and listening and having that theme, the Rocky tune, ringing through my headphones. Wow. Trilogy time. Canelo. Triple G. Three. Controversy. The first fight, a split. Then the second fight, a tie. The second fight, Canelo wins. There are Golf. Uh, there are obviously Triple G fans that think that Golovkin won that. Uh, there was controversy with doping and drugs and banned substances. They're finally fighting again. Canelo coming off the back of a hiding at light heavyweight. Kevin Ioli spoke to him yesterday, and our man on the ground in Vegas is going to tell us what he found out after this on SENZ. 17 away from 8. All right, Rocky, let's do it. Yeah, as far as fighting rivalries go, not many have been more even or controversial throughout the years than Canelo Alvarez and Triple G's long-standing feud. Two of the best middleweights we've ever seen will lace them up for a third time since 2017 this weekend in Las Vegas, a fight many hope will produce another thriller but a clear victor to settle the popular debate. Who is the supreme? 
middleweight boxer. Kevin Ioli is everything fight sports based in the US, and he had the chance to sit down with Canelo yesterday to get some insight into the Mexican Ooh. ahead of this match. G'day, Kevin. How are you, mate? I'm doing great. Had a chance with both Gennady and Canelo yesterday. It was a good day. Mate, can you give us um, the synopsis of the feud so far? Um, what were the first two results and why were they controversial? Well, the first result, 2017, uh, was a split draw. One judge had it for Canelo. One judge had it for uh, Gennady. The third judge had it even. So it came out a draw. And there really wasn't any um, problem between them after that fight. But it was the second fight that happened exactly a year later where the, the bad feelings came up. Because in between, Canelo Alvarez tested positive for a substance called clenbuterol. Now, at that time, he said he ate contaminated meat. And the results were consistent with what he said. But clenbuterol was banned at the time. And you couldn't have any of it in your body. So they had to postpone the fight by the rematch by six months. Gennady was critical of Canelo, ripped him a lot for um, having done that. Canelo did not like it, and that kind of set off a war of words. Canelo won the second fight uh, by a split decision. Two judges had Canelo. A third judge had a, a draw. So that brings him to this one, which they're going for the, actually not the middleweight title, but now the undisputed super middleweight title. So the 168-pound title. And a lot of animosity between them. They don't like each other anymore. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be one of those things when their careers are over, they'll be able to be friends or not, because there is a <laughs> lot of bitterness between these two guys. Yeah, there is for sure. Mate, after his recent slip-up at light heavyweight, how badly does Canelo need this? And is, is this career-defining if he has two losses in a row? You know, I don't think it's career-defining. I mean, I you know he established himself at one point as the best fighter in the world. He has a huge track record of big wins and, you know, um, a lot of impressive performances. So I don't think it would be career-defining, but it would hurt him in terms of, you know, he wants to make history, and he's still talking about potentially moving up and fighting Alexander Usyk. And, uh, you know, even though everybody thought after he lost to Bibble, that talk was over. You know, it's not. I don't oh. think he's is public with it mm. now, but it's still something in the back of his mind. You know, he wants to make history and he wants to win big fights. And of course, he also wants to make a ton of money. And that's what he would do in a fight like that. So I, <laughs> I don't know that it, it would really hurt him in terms of his legacy, but it's certainly going to make it difficult if he loses to Gennady Golovkin. You know, how, how do you go ahead and make a, a fight with, say, Usyk uh, after a loss to a light heavyweight and a loss to a middleweight moving up? It would be hard to do. Mate, he'd be better. He'd be best losing this fight than if he wants to step up against Usyk because he'd get a hiding, I reckon. But what is what has <laughs> Triple G been up to since his second fight? Is he still in his prime? Do you think? Well, he's forty years old, so I think that you know is probably he's still a really good fighter. But I think if he's lacking one thing that he had in his prime, would have been that quickness, that hand speed and that foot speed that he had, right? You know, he was always a really hard puncher, and I think he still has that. But he had a lot of quickness to go along with it, and so it made him better because not only did he hit hard, you know, he got the punches off before guys could react to it, and he's hurting them and then would end up finishing them. And now I, I think of the one concession to age. I mean, he looks magnificent. I, I, there's a lot of 20-year-olds in the world wish they had the body that this guy does at 40, believe me. But, uh, you, know, he's, you know, he doesn't have that quickness anymore, and I think that that could be a factor in this fight.
Oh, be interesting to see who who goes. Who wins? And is there any chance of a stoppage, my friend? And, and what about the judging? I know the judging's been a big, huge question mark over the last couple of fights. Are the judges going to be on the same page? <laughs> Let's hope so. You know, I mean, what I hope is that it is a finish so that we don't have that uh, discussion. So my recommendation on I do a betting column. And so my recommendation was to bet Golovkin by decision at plus 700. And the reason I said that was, you know, I think it's likely that Alvarez is going to win the fight. But it's a, he's too big of a favorite to lay that kind of money against a really good fighter in Golovkin. So I think Golovkin has a better chance than the odd ma- odds makers are giving him credit for. So I said, you know, if you go and you look and you can get Golovkin by decision, the first two fights ended by decision. A lot of people thought mm-hmm. he won those fights. And I thought he won the first fight. I thought the second fight was a draw. So I, I think it's a nice play. It's a gamble because I do think Canelo wins it. But I think you're playing the odds there and you're saying, hey, I'll bet, uh, you know, a little to win a lot as opposed to betting a lot to win a little. Mate, down here in New Zealand, um, triple, G to, a little. triple G to win isn't a little. He's eight bucks to win by decision. So thanks a lot for that intel. <laughs> That's real good. <laughs> hey, let's just take righty Andy Ruiz and uh, Dante Wilder have signed up for a scrap. Will that be a popular fight in the States? I think it's going to be hugely popular. Of course, Wilder has to win that uh that fight uh, next month for that to, to come off. But I think if it does, you know, you're talking two uh, former heavyweight champions, both with a lot of punching power, both who are really aggressive. To me, that's like the fight that people are going to love, right? And Deontay Wilder's a great trash talker. He knows how to sell fights. So I think you're going to look, if that fight does come through, I think people are going to love that one. And it's going to be an important fight in the division because at that point we'll assume that Tyson Fury has fought either Usyk or Joshua and so there'll be some movement. So now, you know, uh, some other fights that we would want to see um, will be able to happen as a result of that. But it's a good time to be a boxing fan because I, I think that there's more good fighters in the sport now. And I've covered it for 40 years than there been in a long, long time. I mean, not everything is perfect in the sport, but the talent in this sport is really good. You're dead right. You are dead right. There are some big matchups coming up. Hopefully the AJ Fury in December. Our very own Joseph Parker taking on Joe Joyce next Sunday. Have you had Tough any fight for Joe Parker. Yeah, what are you thinking? You know, I think Joe Joyce is so heavy-handed. Um, Joe's slow. But he's such a hard hitter. I, I, I think it's a tough fight for Parker. I, I like Joyce in the fight. Um, I'm not saying he's going to stop him. Uh, he could stop him, but I, I think Joyce wins the fight myself. Oh, you just and I like Joe us, Parker, one of the nice guys in boxing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we appreciate you coming on and talking boxing. We're hoping. We, we're hoping to, diff, to beg to differ with your, your comments on uh, Joseph Parker. We are supporting him down here, and hopefully his speed and his work with Andy Lee can get him the job done. But I've heard big things yeah. about Joe Joyce. There's only one reason people avoid him, and that's because he can knock anyone out on his given right. day. Appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you so much, my friend. You got it, man. Thank you. Be well. Hey, Kevin, did, you see, did you see the, uh, the, the banter between... Joe, uh, Joe Parker, Joe Joyce. Oh yeah, they just wanted each other up. Like, it was like a school, it was like come. a schoolyard, uh, like schoolyard argument, you know. When Joe's just, Joe's basically just, you know, oh shut your mouth. Like that type of <laughs> that type of talk. I was, I was cracking up, going. 
this is the new Joseph Parker. He's starting to get mm. into the boxing game with his banter and his talk. So I really, mm. really hope he, he gets out there and delivers for us, man, because it would be cool to see him win. Oh, be so good. So good. And then this huge fight. We've got Adam Fahey, who is a boxing tragic, loves it, loves the sport. Morena Lads, huge value at G and GG. Triple G, TKO, KO, 10 bucks. Triple G moving up in weight will help him. Plus, every great fighter has one last performance in them. This is, for me, will be Triple G will go out on his shield for this fight, and he packs the power to KO Canelo. Great to hear Kevin on the waves, Adam Fahey. Yes, so everyone's picking triple triple G. Yeah, what are you thinking, Louis? Like oh, Canelo? Mate, oh. I'm looking at the value. I can get it. A dollar fourteen. There's zero mm. value there. Um, you know, Golovkin. You've got five bucks just to win the fight straight up, and then you could take that eight on on decision or points, or ten on knockout. Whatever way you want to go, Adam or Kevin. So could be a little play there for some value on a Sunday if we have a fill up at the races on. Saturday, seven away from eight. That's Kevin Ioli talking fight sports. I love it. Love it. So good with his time with us after sitting down with the big dogs yesterday. How good is that? Ooh, nearly at 8 a.m. this morning, and your texts have been steaming in on double eight, double three. Uh, Hone (laughs) 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 has come through for Kempe. Kempe. Uh, Morena boys, Kempe, with respect, you plonker. Why would you give the wobblies... Two minutes of your valuable show to hype them up. I'm sorry, honey. I just happened to get hold of this transcript, brother. They'll need more than that, Bo. <laughs> From Tokomaru Bay. Bo, let me in on the waves down there too. You know, when I come down there and I'm and I'm sitting out the back, let me down, let me get in on that nice right-handed down there at Tokomaru Bay. i got a funny story about that, that place, Bo. That's a beautiful, beautiful spot of the country. What's the story? Oh. Mate, I went down there. Love I went, the case. I went down there, bay, and I'm took, and my parking mates in the van. We said, "Well, let's go surf this this right hander down Tokomaru Bay." And they went, "Well, we'll stay at the pub." I went, "No, no, no. There's a motor camp up there. I've seen that. Let's go there." And uh, it was run by some local Maori. And I walked in, and the young fellow walks in. He's got a baby on his arm, and I said, "Just ask him if we can have a room." And I, my my parking mate Ed wants window goes, Oh, excuse me, um, is there any chance we can get a room here? <laughs> he just looks around at him, looks at him, sees sees him in there and he just shakes his head no. Just shakes his head no. And I start Leo, Hey Bo, is there any chance we can have a room, cuz? Like this and he went, I'll check. Like this we end up going back and staying the night. Ended up party in our room with all the locals. It was awesome, mate. Absolutely awesome. <laughs> And the, and the funny thing about it is we just <laughs> had such a ball there, mate, for uh, two days with the locals. Oh, oh I love your stories, Kippy, because I just don't know where they're going. And you're talking about it, bay. You have a party with the locals. Oh, best power pies up those up the coast, mate. Go get one. How good is that? TJ Pedernara coming up after eight. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.
Atamari, good morning. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday, the 15th of September at 8 o'clock already. How good. Temper bed post text machine is flying. AB's win 27 16. Caleb Clark has spiders on him tonight. That is from Tim. Hoping for Caleb Clark to have a big old game and get the job done. We've been talking some cricket earlier on. We had Andrew Miller talking about baseball. Brendan McCallum doing a great job with the England cricketing side. And we also had Kevin Ioli talking boxing. A couple of big boxing fights coming up. You can hear those on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the SCNZ app. You can hear all our podcasts. And, well, you want to listen to this next one. This guy might have the biggest mouth on the field. Well, we, he can talk some absolute rubbish with the best of them. But off it, he is a family man, a passionate man, and an advocate for what he deeply believes in. One of those things is Māori culture and language. This year, he had the honour of captaining the Māori All Blacks in his home city of Wellington, and during Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori, it's a big morena to TJ Perinara. Morena, Tej. Atamari, my brother. Atamari. Bit late this morning, eh? You sleeping a little bit, bro. Of course, supposed to be 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Oh. That's all right, bro. That's all right. Typical. Oi. Typical round, like roundabouts, bro. Roundabouts, okay? Oh. Just wait. Oh, okay. Oi. 8.01. <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting for Araha to do her beautiful news. And I get a... Are you still ringing? Oh, man. I said, wow. Do you want me to give you exact time? Apologize. Apologize, my brother. Hey. No, hey, it's um, good to be here, bro. It's good to be here. We appreciate you coming on, um, Teach, and um, and sharing us. Uh, we, we've got a new little part of our show that we're doing, and we want to play the little opener for you before we rip straight into it, all right? Okay. Caring for our communities, out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Yes, more than an athlete with TJ Perinara. Tej, honestly, we know what you do on the field. You do a fantastic job every single time. But it's, it's, we want to talk about more than an athlete, the things, the work you're doing outside of the rugby field, mate, off the field. We know you're an advocate and you're really um, deep into your journey into Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori, mate, this week. So special for you. I, I, yeah, uh, my journey within uh, Te Reo Māori, me. Te Ao Māori uh, started a few years ago now. Um, a big reason uh, was probably for, for my daughter, actually. I just didn't want her to have the same whakamā uh, that I had around Te Ao Māori and Te Ao Māori uh, that, that I had. You know, I always sort of shied away from it. And I know a lot of young Māori who didn't grow up with, um, with our real um, probably felt the same. So she was a big um, driver for me um, to start it. But then seeing other young Māori in the environment and other young Māori that I... Um, I, I guess I encounter um, showing them um, that you don't have to have the language or be brought out of the language to be able to, to be able to learn and to be able to um, find that identity within yourself um, through it. And, and it's not even through getting it right all the time, like showing um, myself getting it wrong and getting stuff, like putting myself out there and speaking to real Māori and then being corrected from it and showing people that it's actually okay. Like it's the the trying and the, um, the willingness to learn um, is, is the biggest thing for, for our generation especially. Um, and if we can create that platform for, for our 
for our kids um, so that they they don't go through what we went through and they're a step ahead of us. I think that really rejuvenates the language for us um, as Māori. Mm. What is the most important part of the journey? Why is it so important to, to revisit and, and uh, take this journey, TJ? For me or in general? For you. Um, for me, it's, it's my, my identity. It started with my daughter and like giving her that platform, but um, the most important bit for me is um, knowing a half of myself that I, I didn't know and that I shied away from for, for so long. So, so through my journey, um, I've started to discover parts of myself and like feelings that I would have um, around Te Ao Māori that I couldn't explain in Te Ao Pākehā um, that are slowly starting to, to become, I guess, second nature to me now. Um, but for, for, the wider, for the wider group and for more than me, um, language is identity. Um, if, you, if you lose a language, whatever race it is, whatever culture it is, once a language is gone, that's the start of losing the culture itself. You don't have anything to fall back on. You don't have a way to reconnect back to your tipino, your ancestors, um, through your language. So uh, it's not just about um, the people of today. It's about um, the ability for, for Māori, for generations to come, um, to be able to call a Māori back and to whakapapa Māori back um, to who we are now and who we were before as well. And without our language, um, it gets lost because a lot of the translation into Te Reo Pākehā uh, from Te Reo Māori um, doesn't actually translate to what it what it is, you know, the essence the essence of what um, Te Reo Māori is. Mm. Teach the, the the fears, the the apprehension, uh, you know, apprehension of going yep. on this journey. Journey was there any? Oh, bro, heaps, heaps. Like, it, and it started from from when I was a kid. Like, um, I, I didn't go into kapaka. I didn't go into marae. I didn't go into Māori classes, any time I heard Te Reo Māori being spoken, I would um, I would shy away from it and be scared of it. And then going on to the journey um, into Te Reo Māori, um, there is that whakamaro, especially when you're around other Te Reo Māori speakers, um, you feel that shame of, ah, I don't know who I am, I don't know um, our language. Um, and it's easy to, to stay in that comfort zone of not learning. Um, but I just... I just hero people, and I, I like like want to push the people like to get uncomfortable in that space because the the growth that you get from it um, is, is so much more valuable than that little pakama that you feel from saying a kupu wrong or from um, not knowing a little bit about your marae or where you're from. Um, but the learning you get is, is massive, bro. Pato atu o fakaro, TJ. What what about? I watched you this year on TV um, with a mihi uh, directly Aye. after the game. What? Why? Aye. Why is that important? Like, can you explain that to the viewers that have seen you mihi straight away to to the the people when they talk to you on TV? Um, yeah, for for a number of reasons, it's important to me. It's important um, because I am Maori um, and I want to I want to speak Maori um, and. Any opportunity I get, a, uh, any chance I get an opportunity to. Um, so that's first and foremost. But secondly, we're privileged enough that rugby um, has a platform um, in New Zealand that, that people view, and I want um, to use this platform to, to promote Te Reo Māori. And I want to, I want young Māori who, who speak the language and who don't speak the language to be seeing Te Reo Māori being spoken 
um, in a sport and in an environment that they love. Um, and sometimes I get it wrong. Sometimes in my mihi, um, I might pronounce a word wrong, or I might, um, yeah, I, I might get part of my mihi wrong. But I also want those young kids to see that and to be like, man, it's okay to go on any any platform, regardless of if I'm having a one-to-one conversation or if I'm um, having a corridor on live television. For me to get that wrong and to show it's okay and then to continue to do it, I think um, will give confidence to people to go through their journey too. I think that's the biggest key there, Tej, is, is vulnerability because myself, you know, like you don't want to get it wrong because uh how uh, you know how how ripped apart you will get from from people, but the reality is it's opposite, isn't it? It's it's opposite. You want it to is, see bro. more people trying and and giving it a crack. I I agree, and I think there still will be people who there's negative people in every walk of life. So when you get it wrong, there there will be people who come out and criticise you and do that. But those aren't the people who matter, bro. The majority of people, um, well, everyone I think who wants the rejuvenation of Te Māori we'll totoko that bro we'll, we'll support yeah. everyone's journey like no matter what level you are at and we'll be proud that people are putting themselves out there to, to get better at it because they know that in the long run the more of us who try um, to do Māori and kōrero Māori um, it's only going to help uh, our language grow yeah for sure mate we appreciate you coming on T-Jump you are a big leader in the community and you if there's one person that does so much for his whānau and his people, it's TJ Pedernada. So what else are you doing, mate? What else you got going on apart from playing for the Wellington Lions <laughs> and going to get a hiding when you take on the Magpies? What else are you doing? <laughs> um, I think a, a big one for me, obviously, is whānau now. Uh, I've got a, a young girl. Uh, yeah. She's just started uh, Kohangareo. Um, her first day was on Tuesday, so she's in day three today. Uh, and She's loving that, so a big part of my time into, into Kohangareo. Um, and then with in the rugby community out on Porirua, I was fortunate enough to play um, some more games for North um, this year, and just trying to give back to our to our youth out um, in Porirua uh, within rugby. Um, but then on top of rugby, I want to be giving back to our our community in Porirua um, and showing because a lot of people, um, especially when I was growing up, used to say like, "Can't wait to get out of Porirua," um, and like had. Like so, people from Porirua had this negative mindset on on the place that I love and the place that I call home. But so, trying to show people mm. the reason we get to where we are is because we are from Porirua and like taking mm. like that pride from being where we are. There's so many people and athletes and um, successful business men and women who have have come from uh, where we're from. So harnessing that and nurturing that and showing pride and uh, and where we come from is something that I'm really passionate about. Yeah, that's the most important thing, eh, TJ, is not to forget where you come from. I was just talking to a mate this morning uh, who reminded me of that once again. Um, mate, have you thought about post-football, like what your life looks like and where you can take, I guess, your, your te reo, um, your mātauranga o te ao Māori um, into, into different realms and, and support people? Um, I haven't thought massively on it, but it is definitely something that, that I want to do. I want to, um, I'd love to be fluent in te reo Māori and be a lot more knowledgeable in te ao Māori. That is, um, that is a personal goal for me, but then to um, take the learning that I've had and the journey that I've had and then help other young Māori, um, even non-Māori, but people who want to speak um, te reo Māori um, through their journey and like create some sort of platform to, to guide that and help that. Um, is something that I'm really passionate about and something that I'd love to do.
Beautiful, mate. No matter what you do, that waha will get you some places. So just keep doing what you're doing, my friend. And I'll always be on time, bro. I'll be on time. <laughs> you will always be on time. And, uh, well, if there's someone never lets it go and will remind you of it, it's TJ Pinata. Quickly, quickly before we let you go, Teach, we appreciate you coming on yep. and, and talking to us about your journey. But uh, you're playing some ITM Cup, mate. How are you enjoying being back in, in the Wellington Lions? Yeah, it's been it's been awesome, bro. Like, um, it's an environment that I was in for the first time about a decade ago now. Um, so to be in here um, around some some really good young players, we've got some really good experienced players here as well. Um, it's been it's been awesome, bro. Just being out there, being able to ball uh, out and uh, express myself. Um, it's been fun, man, and I'm really enjoying the footy that I'm playing. And like you said, we've got an awesome challenge ahead of us uh, this week, which would be good fun. I'd like to applaud you on the way you've carried yourself, TJ, because a lot of people, when, when they obviously miss selection, drop their heads, go back yeah. to ITM, think they're too good, mate, but not my good friend. He goes back and he holds his head high and, and, and helps the next generation, TJ Pirinara. You're one of the good guys, mate. Thank I appreciate you, you coming on, TJ, and uh, you, sharing your mihi and your journey. Thank you so much, yeah. bro. Awesome, brother. You take care, eh? and anytime you need me, bro, just give me a call. Legend. TJ Perinara, one of the good guys, and uh, yeah, he's always a text away. He's right there, doesn't say no. Just yep, what time? I said eight o'clock, but I should have said eight o five. So <laughs> five past eight. Typical half, typical <laughs> halfback. Eh? You know, you're always on time, like barking at you. You know, you told me eight o'clock, mate. Don't be late, um, mate. It was a really warm. It was a really warm heart, like really heartfelt conversation with TJ because I can resonate with a lot of the things that he's saying about when you're caught it or Māori you are always worried about saying the wrong things and being corrected yeah. you know and for me and I've been an advocate of this it's, it, it is really important to do that but it's also really important to continue to um, express your your want to talk and, and speak in the language of te reo um, yeah, and and don't be afraid. Like TJ said, don't be afraid, and and, make, and encourage people, whether they are Pākehā, whether they are Māori, to 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 call it all. And I think how TJ articulated that was really heartwarming. That he 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 at the end of the day, what he wants to do is be confident in himself, but more importantly, say to everyone, it's okay. You know, let's really ex um, enjoy this language, and and that's what this week's all about. It's it's fantastic to hear, you know, that that attitude. Within his voice too, is he what you just said? Mm. Like you said, you know, you, yeah. you want to pay um, your respect to him, which I think is a great thing because he has come out after a really tough time and, and missing out on the All Blacks and just mm. picked it up again and ran with it. You know, it just says so much about his character. Most competitive pl player I've ever played with, TJ Pernara. Most competitive anything, mate. Honestly, cards, you play snap. He's a really good basketballer. Honestly, he's really good basketballer. And we used to go down, and I used to back myself with the old fadeaway and things like that, but he'd just carve me up, man. He has got some hops, got some handles. Oh, man, he's a talented man, but I really love it. And just that pick up from when he talked about his vulnerability. Mm. Kempi, that is the biggest worry for many Māoris out there where they don't want to get it wrong, you know, don't want to be vilified and and being ripped apart, but um, him being vulnerable there and saying, look, he's going to make mistakes, and it's okay. You know, a lot of, lot of Māori will totoko that and, mm. and and help you along with that. So, yeah, awesome to check out what you know what TJ Pirinata is doing off the field, um, outside of his life, behind the athlete, and um, it's awesome. 
It's yeah. awesome. Definition of more than an athlete. He is going to be A-OK post his playing career and do some very cool things, helping a lot of Māori, but also Pākehā in that space. Really cool. TJ Perenata and double eight, double three. Uh, that's the second week we've had this series, more than an athlete, running now. Marcus Daniel last week uh, talking about his journey, trying to well, bridge the gap between athletes and charity. Now, TJ Perenata and his journey in the community of his culture and Māori language, who would you like to hear from? Do you know of athletes doing great things that we don't know of that outside of their arena where we see them are actually having more than an impact? And that's what we want to hear from and we want to talk about. So, double eight, double three, send your messages through. You're as much of a part of the show as Joe, Robbie, Kempi, Izzy and myself, come through. Who do you want to hear from? Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day, pacing for purpose and Paulie Moati after this. SCNZ, we are 26 minutes past 8 o'clock now. Right, we better catch up with Paul Imawati first, then we'll hook into our pacing for purpose with HRNZ. Paulie, g'day to you. Yeah, g'day boys, how you going, Louis? Yes, we're really good, we're really good. Uh, odds opened yesterday, and we've got odds for every race, not just the premier uh, races on Saturday. So that's everything, including the 65s, the Maidens, the 74s, and that includes a horse called Fleming in race three at Taranaki. Have punters been a little bit curious because it won super a fresh up for Al Sharik in its debut, and I reckon it wins again. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out, uh, Louis. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that Fleming has been uh, very well support, uh, supported early on. Uh, a hot favourite. Their odds on a dollar eighty-five, written by Lisa Allpress. Uh, as you say, super impressive uh, on that debut. Uh, and so not surprised that we're taking a wee bit of cash on Fleming and Race 3 at New Plymouth on Saturday. Uh, but if I take you towards Rickerton and the Phillies race, Race 6 on Saturday, uh, the best back has been the favourite, uh, Mistake, $3 into two seventy. But there's been a couple of others that have been backed, both out of the same stable, uh, number two, Defiant, uh, $9 into $7, the uh, daughter of Tavistock, uh, trained by Shane Kennedy and Anna Furlong. And also number nine, Kiki Mora, uh, $9 currently, but also out of the Kennedy Furlong stable. So money for the favourite in that Phillies race down at uh, uh, Rickerton on Saturday. But there's a bit of early cash for Defiant and Kiki Mora. It's a really good race. It's a really, really good race. The three-year-old fillies are stacking up. Actually, tomorrow at Topor, there's a couple that step out. Opie Bosson rides one, and it is for Tiako, and it's got a huge amount of talent. So there are the three-year-old fillies are starting to really show themselves. At Rickerton, if you've still got the markets there, Paulie, any early money for Burgundy Rose in race five? Uh, let's have a little bo peep there. Race five, Burgundy Rose. Yeah, yeah, you've you found another one. Thanks, Louis. No, <laughs> <laughs> just point them out, Louis. Just pick out all these results for us. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, big guy. No, you've had a good week. You've had a good week, there, mate. You got ten thou from from uh, the Broncos game. Did they lost Give it last night. Back, Paulie. They lost it last oh, night at they? the Waikato game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He only lost $2,250, apparently. Well, look, that's all he made. Oh, crikey. Could, could, could Izzy put a 
Rich Rail, Burgundy Rose. Yeah, they can help us out. <laughs> it's Kempi. Oh, hey, they're still trying to Kempe. pass it on to it's me, Kempe mate. It's Kempi now. We've, it's Kempi now. We've told hey, you. Stop the Broncos. <laughs> he stopped him. And I'll stop Souths this week. They're on. Oh, Paulie, thank you. Download the TAV app today to go find all those markets. Yeah, Burgundy Rose. Look, I, I know she goes up three kgs in the weight, but it's a really similar field. She won so well last time. I don't think that that uh, they got into her. Opie, I think it was Joe Cameroon riding. I think uh, Opie jumps on here. The widish barrier doesn't really bother me up the straight. She would have sit off them and go, Avushka. 29 minutes. I've made a, I've made a big boo-boo. Made a big boo-boo. You know you put a limiter on your app? So I've, I've, I've made a good decision, put a limit on Great my Great decision. But I, yeah, but I did it for a month. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought I was doing a week, but I've actually made the limit a month. <laughs> so I've got to wait for a, a month. Probably still a good decision. <laughs> it's probably a great decision, but I can't I've, I can't do anything. So now I'm going to have to go old school, go onto a tab and get me an old school ticket. R18 gamble responsibly. Uh, let's have a chat offline, Izzy. <laughs> we'll be able to work something out for you, uh, mate, very quickly. It's Harness Racing New Zealand pacing for purpose, season two. Ah, uh, I can't. I was trying to work out whether our grass harness result won on the weekend. I can't find the result. Apologies. Uh, we'll, we'll just assume that it won because we can't seem to get beaten during pacing for purpose. They sent us to the harness, the, the grass, to try and get us beat and live the dream, get involved with harness racing today, New Zealand Harness Racing, hrnz.co.nz. I tell you right now, we're winning tonight. Hey, bartender, race eight, Alex Park, James Stormont. It's had four starts. It's won three of them. It's two dollars into a dollar eighty-five. We're just doubling up for Child Cancer Foundation. We'll just take the double up. Fifty on the nose at two bucks. Bang! Thank you for coming. We'll give them a hundred bucks in the kitty. Gate two probably just goes straight to the lead. My tie Louie and gate one's not going to kick up. I wouldn't doubt. Nothing will get past it. If typo comes around, which I don't think it will, at some stage it'll be in the trail. And I just think, hey bartender, good what, gate. What was the one last week? It was Sacred on... Mountain, was it? Sacred Mountain? Was it Sacred Mountain? Sounds if it was Sacred Mountain, it won. Yeah, let's say it was. Mm. Paid, three, paid three bucks. That's it? Yeah, it at won. The, at the grass, Meth Van Harness? No. That, <laughs> that was at Cambridge. <laughs> okay, we'll go investigate that. 29 away from nine. Oh, we're a rabble. Before we get off, uh, we'll come clear these text messages, some ripping ones. Uh, Hone and Tokamaru Bay's come back. We've also got a clip to play from Drive the Run Home last night. Absolute ripping content. Don't go anywhere around the grounds as well. And love racing.nz, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SCNZ 25 away from nine. Right, quick roundup of the Champions League games going on right now. Ooh, Napoli is leading Rangers 1-0 and Rangers have a red card. Real Madrid and Leipzig are stuck at nil. Ooh, 78th minute there. Chelsea and RB Salzburg. Well, Chelsea's found a win... Well, not a winner, they found a goal to take the lead in the 76th minute. Salzburg just scored. Well, there you go. Maybe I'm the curse. One all in <laughs> the 75th minute. <laughs> so they are loving that. That game was all locked up. 
Copenhagen and Sevilla nil all. Benfica leading Juve 2-1. PSG has found themselves back in front in their tie. And Dortmund, ha-ha, 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 is leading Man City. Ah, good. You love to see it. That's a snarky laugh, man. Don't do that. Oh, mate, there aren't Man City fans to get upset. They don't have fans, so it doesn't matter. You like roughing them apart, man. Oh, that sounded like the Joker. Sorry. I actually but underslept. I had footy training last night, and um, I just, I don't know about you guys, but if you do exercise at night, can you get to sleep afterwards? Because I just it was too much serotonin pumping through me, and I just was lying there staring at the ceiling. Yeah, I get look, You get a bit restless sometimes. Oh, yep. I wake up all through the night. Wake up all mm. through the night. I wake up one, and then I'll go two, and then three, and then you're pretty much up at 4.30, you know? Like, you just, you're gone. But, mate, yeah, I can understand it. When you get up early constantly, you constantly, and you know your alarm's coming. Yeah. That's when you just, you're, you're looking at it. You just got in the back of mind, my alarm's going to go soon. My alarm's going to go soon. It's a horrible feeling. Mentally weak, I know. I just can't, I was staring the look. I was just like, go to sleep, you idiot. Go to sleep, you idiot. <laughs> Just shut up and go to sleep. And I wasn't. So anyway, that's the joke of the maniacal joker laugh. Um, right. Mike says, it was Michael Caine that got sick and soz, guys. I had it too. Ah. Close. Well, Mike, appreciate that. Simon says, Typo's going to win, Louis. Okay, Simon. Well, if type, you back Typo, and then how about you donate your winnings to the Child Cancer Foundation? Good call. Yeah. Oh, radio silence from Great. you, Simon. What are you going to do? <laughs> It got seconds, says another person. Uh, and there was someone that came through. Hi, Louie. Good tip on the <laughs> the horse Victoria Rock at Sandown yesterday. Still running, says Jared. Well. Oh. <laughs> 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 is, it, is it still running? Mate, you, honestly, I gave, gave Louie a call yesterday. My phone was wrecked all day. I got a new phone and I gave him a call and he was telling me about this Victoria Rock and I was like, ah. Oh. No, nah, no, I'll just wait till the weekend. Wait till the weekend. <laughs> what happened, Louis? I haven't I didn't see the race. Well, it, so for the context, Jared, you would have heard me say yesterday, this thing was a rocket. It won like an absolute machine at, at Matter Matter, and a lot of the local Matamata trainers and uh, I think Rodney Schick, it was a Tumi loose, I think he bred it at Windsor Park, was saying huge wraps. Huge wraps to the point that it got bought to Australia for a huge amount of money, and they had it on ice for ages waiting for a good track to run it in. It got pumped in, and then it drifted slightly, but then it got backed back into about $2.70, jumped from a wide barrier, found itself ahead of midfield, and then the tempo clicked up, and it just started hanging like a cheap suit the wrong way. So was it Sandown or was it Swan? Yeah, yeah, it might have been Sandown. Yeah, right. So it's a left-turning track. It just was hanging its head right. And if any, you imagine yourself, imagine trying to run around a racetrack, like a, a uh, 800-metre track, and trying to run with your head in your chest, facing the wrong way, and then trying to turn the other way. Mm. Obviously, it's not going to work. So when you see a horse hanging like that, something didn't go right. I backed it too, Jared, if that makes you feel any better. So we're all out of pocket. But um, today at Otaki, there's a, a nice race meet. Michael McNabb is down there. And I think, Izzy, you came across Nabba one day at Otaki when he was running an absolute clinic earlier on this year. He has got a very nice book of rides. And... I just want to point you to race number two. It's a maiden three-year-old field, and I think some nice horses are going to come out of this race. Uh, race number two, the Taliotaki three-year-old maiden, Mr. Twinkle Toes. We have got 
Skelta Dialina for Chris Turner on debut, which has got market support coming off a trial. Boasting in the Waikato stud colours for Royden Burgesson. Ran a nice race a couple ago and then just didn't work in the, that black tight race at Whanganui. Royden for John O'Benner and Holly Wynyard, But then they've got Colorado Silver, a first starter that they've booked Michael McNabb for. And it won its only trial at the Awapuni Synthetic. And it's 420 into 360. Big watch on Colorado Silver. Huge watch even. You've got Johnny Barry. He's got Envy again in. And then Miss Bonnie Rose. It's probably the field of the day for mine. The maiden three-year-old in race two. So I'm not tipping you anything, Jared. I'm just saying it's worth a watch. Like that, like that. Just had a wee look at that. Colorado Silver, 55 weight. Nabber on top. Might be a little looksy today, Louis. Hopefully your fortune changes and we start getting some dubs. You're not bad, you say. Yeah, three out of four. Yeah, And the yeah. multi, so it wasn't all bad. No, really. it wasn't, Jared. Just that uh, Westwood. Westwood was a was the one I I, uh, I missed that race, but it obviously came, didn't run too well. Um, one power came second. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> these, some, some, Kimpy, some of these apprentice jockeys, they just need a bit of time in the sim every once in a while. Yeah, don't, don't get me started on apprentice jockeys. They're apprentices so for a reason. Patient, patient. I've got I've got champion apprentice on the weekend, so Mate, come, come on, brother. I'm surprised that bloke's still riding after you dealt to him after the <laughs> last start, though. No. Uh, yeah, they do a good job. We need more jockeys, but, geez, sometimes it can just be... A little bit tough uh, when they want to go hard up top. They've been told to lead, and then they just lead at all cost, including losing the race, because mm. you literally can't win. Anyway, we're not here to hear me whinge. Andrew, who do you play footy for, Louis? Uh, Uni Blues. And Hone and Tokamato Bay says, Ah, boys, great story, Kimpy. Great reply. Yep, you described Toko perfectly. Love the show. Go the ABs. You're welcome here anytime, bae. <laughs> anytime, bae. <laughs> Get those power pies, bae. We're on their way. After this, around the grounds, a couple more of your messages and a highlight from the run home last night. It's the Great Greyhound Racing New Zealand Charity Run. Yeah, grnz.co.nz, we love our dogs. They love to race. We are going Palmy North tomorrow, race three, number three, Jillaby Rob. Race three, number three, tomorrow at the Palmerston North Greyhounds, Jillaby Rob. And what we're doing there is $50 on the schnoz of that wonderful greyhound. And the profits will hopefully go to Child Cancer Foundation. grnz.co.nz, go have a look at all your form on the greyhounds there. And, of course, dog speed every Sunday here on SENZ. You got a text here from your old man? <laughs> Israel. Israel, Dad. Call me Israel. Getting the growling. Israel, if you stop the afternoon nap, you'll sleep much better at night, love, Dad. Yes, Dad, you are dead right. And no, I don't nap during the day. Dad, I'm too busy for napping. Too busy to hit that couch and watch horse racing. I'll tell you that. Plenty to do around this life sentence block. It's interesting, because that's not what Arlo said. <laughs> 
Mate, his mum, his mum made him say that, honestly. <laughs> it looked like a hostage video. <laughs> she did. Had them lined up. If you don't sow this, you're not going to need any food. Tilly stuck up for you, though. Tilly stuck up for you. She did. Which is surprising, because she usually throws me under the bus. Dad, stop speeding. I'm only going 90 in a 100k zone. She's like, stop speeding. So I couldn't, yeah, I was very surprised at that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Right. Around the grounds. Let's rip through some of these boys before we get to, we have to get to our favourite clips of the day, right? So we've got to rip through these. All Blacks are Australia, Marvel Stadium tonight. You have both made your selections, which were Kempe 40-15, Izzy 30-15, both on the All Blacks. Uh, LA Chargers versus Kansas City Chiefs. Tomorrow's 12-15, Thursday night football, Arrowhead. Chiefs. Chiefs, mate. The way that Patty Mahomes hit the ground. Wow. Yeah, Kansas City. Taranaki Manawatu, seven tomorrow night. Ooh, every day of the week, mate. Every day of the week. Manawatu, a Jew one. Manawatu, a Jew one. I'm going to (laughs) go. Taranaki. Up the turbs. Um, (laughs) Hooks Bay, Wellington. Saturday night, 7 pm. McLean Park, Napier. They they can't get beat at Hooks Bay. They're on fire. Oh, Kempe. What have you done? Sorry, mate. Don't you stop my magpies, please. I'm going Hawks Bay. Hawk. Oh. <laughs> Hawks Bay. Hawks Bay magpies, man. Like, they did right, Kempi. Bit of a fortress. Maggie's heart. Righty ho. Kempi, Eels Raiders, tomorrow Ooh. night, Combat Stadium, Parramatta. Mate, I don't, I'm, I don't think it really matters about next week. I think it's a foregone conclusion. But, mate, can the Eels get up after that epic, epic battle? Does he play? All on Mitchell. Mitchell doesn't play Raiders. Okay. Is he? Is he, pl- is he pla- like, is how, how? What do you reckon, Kempi? Which oh, he's named, but, mate, yeah. they could rule him out still. Oh, I'm going to go... Raiders. All right, rapid fire yeah, the Raiders. We've got two more. Yep. Sharks, rabbits. Sharks. Sh- rabbits. Ooh. Canelo, Triple G. Ooh. Triple G, eight bucks. Canelo. <laughs> 3 p.m. Sunday, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. Kevin Ioli joined our show earlier to chat about that. Right, Joe, you're going to have to play these because you know where they're hiding. Panthers. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. The Panthers beat the Giants. Thanks, Izzy. MetLife Stadium, 5 a.m. Monday. Right, Joe, last night on the run home, um, Joel and Fletch and, wow, they joined Stephen McIver and Beaver Donald into his their show like they do every Wednesday and man it produced oh, some moments of hilarity this is how it started Steve can I just ask you Steve MacGyver um, yeah, MacGyver there's no G mate no I know <laughs> that's right so no. be very, be, a bit of respect please yeah. no no I was just talking about the my the original MacGyver oh, your right, MacGyver okay. I was going to say do you ever get mixed up with yeah, all people the say, yeah all the time yeah MacGyver what can you do with a pen I can tell you I can st- put a pen yeah. uh, but apart from that no I, I don't, I'm, just, I'm just normal very normal unlike you Fletch oh oh well, that was a bit salty at the end, wasn't it? What did he say he was going to do with a pin? Did he almost say he's going to shank someone with a pin? So <laughs> that's how it started. Now, I don't know the bloke, but Fletch seems like one of those guys you wouldn't try to go at, you know? He, he's, he, he mate, can banter. You can't outwit, you can't outwit the wit. No, you know, he's, he's, he just can, can't. He can banter. You want to be, you want to be f- fully loaded. You want those six shooters on your hips fully loaded. Well, MacGyver didn't quite have enough tools on the tool belt. Hey, hey, can I call you Macca? 
Is anyone yeah, calling you, you Mac? Maca, do you no, know you can? Yeah. Jeez. Maca, do you know what the do you know what an A grade is? <laughs> oh, hang on, I'm being set up here, right? No, okay. no. I'm just, okay. I'm just, just wondering. Spell it. Go on, spell it. Please. No, 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 no. So no, we no, have, no, spell it. Come on. We have a segment on a Monday. We have a segment on a Monday. It's called sending your A grades. And what it is, it's someone usually over the weekend. They make fool themselves. You're a bit of a, you're a, bit of a douchebag. You're a pork chop. Oh, um, I'm just so wondering. Are you suggesting I'm a douchebag? No, chop? I'm not. I'm just. Let me get to it. What do you call? Um, what's the equivalent over in New Zealand as an A grade? Because we have A grades here. What would you What would you call someone as a douchebag? As a bit of a. Yeah, I'd just call them a knob. A knob. Yeah. A knob. Have you got any nominations for knob of the week? Well, you're going close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What about Beaver laughing wow. in the background? <laughs> Beaver's sitting in a studio and Wakuku there and he's bloody... Waikuku, sorry, and oh man, that was that was pretty salty, Louie. I reckon everybody knew what was going on apart from Stephen. It was funny, yeah. honestly. It was good radio, but Fletch and Joel, old Sugar man, Sugar Sugar was cracking up too. And when I when I saw it, I was laughing, mate. It was so such good radio. Wow, what a way to start the morning! Hilarious when we saw that. Had to play it back for you. Great stuff, Joel Fletch, Stephen McIver and Beaver. Hilarity in the Arvos. The run home, they'll be back from four. Smithy, he's going to join us very quickly after this. Right, we've run over time because we're having too much fun. Smithy's here. He's going to take over at nine and have too much fun as well. Right, Smithy? Yep, we're going to have a lot of fun this morning talking to uh, Ross Filippo. Um, of course, uh, Waikato are on a roll. We've got uh, Greg Murphy to talk to as well and the guy Tom Decent who writes for the Sydney Morning Herald about the rugby test tonight. Plenty on. Beautiful smithy cracker tonight, Melbourne, eh? Thursday night. Yep. Going to go enjoy the day and uh, just going to stay up and watch that smithy? Probably. Probably, is he? Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kempi's predicting the... He did a little theme for Dave Rennie this morning. It was quite... Quite, uh, quite good from the old mate. So uh, we'll see okay. how he can inspire Dave Rennie and his men tonight. The All Blacks will get the job done, I'm feeling. Have a good day, Smithy, and everyone out there, take care. Ka Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.